Unfortunately, the Chargers are not playing this week, but there is a lesson they can learn from the Eagles and the Chiefs if they want to make their own Super Bowl run in 2023. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for seven years, but this is our fifth year as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And there is a big game this week and the Chargers could learn some things from the Eagles and the Chiefs. And I refuse to start the show with the Chiefs. So we're going to be talking about the Eagles, including, you know, building through the trenches, getting your quarterback explosive weapons, maybe watching what coaches you let get away after a couple of Chargers coaches make it to the big game. And also from the Chiefs, a lot of things. Speed does matter. That's something the Chiefs definitely know. And you know what else matters? Coaching. And the Chiefs have very, very good coaching. So we'll talk about that. And then We'll start stealing some players. We're going to be stealing players from the two Super Bowl teams. And if the Chargers could just get Chris Jones, you know, that would that would be pretty great. I think that would really be a, a nice addition for the Chargers defense. But this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. All right, David. There are some lessons. There are reasons why the Chiefs and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, right? Both teams that are very well built from a roster construction standpoint. And one thing the Chargers don't need to kind of really gain an edge on is they already have their superstar quarterback, which both of these two teams have, right? So they have that already in place, and that's very, very nice. But where would you go when you're talking about the Eagles? What do you think is one lesson the Chargers can learn from this team that made it to the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I think I think one of the big lessons that the Chargers can learn from the Eagles and one of the things that was very important in their hire of offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is establishing an effective and efficient rushing attack. The Eagles are phenomenal running the football. It just doesn't matter who you put the ball in their hands. They are having great success. Miles Sanders had a great year, 1,269 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns, also 4.9 yards per carry average. Every single running back that the Eagles gave the football to averaged over four yards a carry, and they had 32 rushing touchdowns. They were absolutely incredible running the football. That makes everything they do from a passing perspective much, much more effective, and that rushing attack is definitely something the Chargers need to learn from going forward. Something we've heard from everyone who's talked from the Chargers since the season ended, right? I mean, whether it's Staley or Tom Telesco or Kellen Moore, a huge focus for the Chargers and something that was hugely missing, especially in the game where they lost in the playoffs. One of the reasons they mm -hmm. couldn't at least attempt to make their Super Bowl run is because when you're up 27 to zero, a lot of things have to happen a lot better, but being able to run the football would have been hugely important. And I think that leads me to just investing in the trenches, period. You can yes. look at the Eagles offensive and defensive lines. You show me a weak spot of those two units, right? That's where it starts for this team. You don't run for what the Eagles do. I mean, obviously having Jalen Hurts, right? And that conversation is a big part of being able to sure. run the football well, and that opens up a lot for the rest of your running backs, and they are deep in the running back, you know, stable. But 
the other thing is, is having a great offensive line helps. I mean, yes. they don't have a weak spot on their offensive line. You have multiple all pros, you know, guys like Lane Johnson and Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. We'll talk about Travis later, but yeah. when you have guys like that, but it's not even just those all pro guys. It's like all of those guys are good. All of their offensive linemen are good. And then you look yeah. at the other side, all of their defensive linemen are good, David. I mean, you look at that defensive front and find me, you know, a scarier, deeper unit in the league. That's a, a unit that had 70 sacks. Right, David, that's a unit that's getting production from their defensive tackles and their edge rushers, three different edge rushers with 10 plus sacks alone. I mean, that is where I think the Chargers have tried to build at times. Right. But still, every year when you want to be a physical team, when you want to be a trenches team, a line of scrimmage team, like Brandon Staley says, that's a line of scrimmage team. Right. With the yes. Yes, it is. Unbelievable defensive line. It just, it, I mean, and anything that you, they ask that you ask them to do, they can perform at a high level. You need them to stop the run. They can do that. They got beasts like Hargraves. They got, they even uh, added guys like Nadama and Sue to the mix. Sorry, you know, that's always a difficult name there, but they, they didn't need to add him, but they added him anyway. They added just Limbaugh Joseph too, right? Exactly. I mean, Limbaugh Joseph. Cox, we, like. we know what those guys, I mean, just unbelievable guys stopping the run, you know, really major presence presences in the middle. And then you have four guys that have over 10 sacks <laughs> at the edge rusher position. That is ridiculous. Unbelievable production getting after the quarterback. I mean, that effectively with that many guys, that's like a foreign <laughs> policy for the Chargers. Sure. They, if your name wasn't Khalil Mack or Darwin James or Drew Tranquil, you weren't really getting after the quarterback much uh, at all last year for the Chargers. And the Eagles have four guys that were able to get 10 plus sack. That's just crazy production. And yes, investing in the spine of your team, it definitely pays off, Daniel. It does. And we've said it for so long and it's not something that can be done instantly. And that's a hard thing, right? But I think another thing they can learn is something a couple different teams have done. And that's getting explosive players for your young quarterback, right? Yes. And they did it with AJ Brown and, and David AJ Brown has totally changed the complexion of their offense. And they are a very explosive offense with a lot of weapons. And the Chargers can yeah. definitely learn from that. Oh my gosh, AJ Brown, what an incredible move. I mean, they they bring him into the fold. He has one of the best seasons of his career. Almost 1500 receiving yards, 88 receptions, 11 touchdowns and averaged 17 yards a catch. So, it wasn't just the touchdowns, it wasn't just the short completions, he was doing it all. You needed to target him deep down the football field. He was there, he was making the contested catches, and he also had a partner in crime to do it along with him, a speed demon, Devonta Smith, also had a fantastic season for the Eagles, over 1,100 receiving yards, also 12.6 yards per catch, just two incredibly productive receivers that have a really nice dynamic. I mean, you have that contested catch, physical freak, A.J. Brown, and you have that speed demon, Devonte Smith, and they really complemented each other well for the Eagles. I mean, that's kind of the crazy thing. It would have been interesting to see what Devontae Smith ran at, the, at 40. He didn't do it because it got yeah. canceled the year he was drafted. Oh, yeah. I don't even think he's really, like, that that fast, but they still found a way to do it. I mean, he definitely can separate uh, the deep part of the field and did. Both yeah. those guys were top 10 in the NFL in explosive plays. Yeah. Right? You don't luck into that. And then you also just now have a stable of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, right? Playmakers yes. at all three of those positions. But – I think it's also interesting, David, the coaches, right? And I put, yeah. be careful what coaches you let get away. Because not only was Nick Sirianni, you know, former charge wide receiver coach, but they had Shane Steichen in the building. And what these coaches have done 
is shown how to build their offense around someone, right? Yeah. They built this offense around Jalen Hurts. It's not nearly as dynamic if they tried to fit these players into what Shane Steichen was running with the Chargers in 2020. No, I mean, hey, every coach says, hey, I'm going to build a system around my players. I'm going to accentuate and do everything I can to get the most out of what their skill sets bring to the table. But practice and principle don't always mirror each other. But in this particular situation with the Eagles coaches, the former Chargers coaches, they've done a masterful job of really supplying everything that Jalen Hurts needed for him to operate this offense at its peak effectiveness. A guy that was was very, very good on the run, throws a very good deep ball, but they were able to make that offense accentuate everything he does. He still rushes the uh, rushes with the football, 13 rushing touchdowns for him, and also had a good season passing the ball, over 20 passing touchdowns as well. Jalen Hurts had a great season, and you really can see why when you look at that offense, there really isn't any weaknesses. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons they've been steamrolling people, right? And I mean, and they're in the Super Bowl. So yep. that tells you all you need to know. And like, Nick Sirianni left with Frank Reich, right? Those guys probably weren't coming back. Shane Steichen, he wasn't this guy when he was with the Chargers. They obviously right. saw something in him, you know, to give him the reins after Ken Wisenhunt left. But it looked a lot different when Justin Herbert was a quarterback, and it takes time for people to grow, right? But, I mean, now he's one of the hottest names in head coaching circles, right? I mean, he has done a lot for himself. Both of those guys have, and, I mean, both of those guys are in the Super Bowl and deserve a ton of props for it. Yeah. Either way, I think the other interesting thing was just how much say did Anthony Lynn have over the Shane Steichen play calling, right? And that that's an yeah. important part of it as well. But I think just the other interesting thing I found out about this whole thing too was just four offensive-minded head coaches making it to the championship game and then the Super Bowl, right? The last four teams in the NFL, all offensive-minded head coaches. So take that however you will. But there's also a lot, unfortunately, begrudgingly, that the Chargers can learn from the Kansas City Chiefs as well, a team that's, you know, five straight AFC championships. I guess the Chargers won a playoff appearance, I should say, in the last few years. You can probably learn from the team that gets there every year and is dominant. And I, I think one of the biggest things is, obviously, Patrick Holmes is great, but coaching matters a lot too. And speed matters a lot too to the Kansas City Chiefs especially. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I do need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And one of the things that can help you with that is therapy. Therapy is one thing that definitely helped me out, especially during COVID when everyone was stuck at home. And just with the podcast can be stressful at times, one way to help alleviate some of that is by talking to someone about it. And therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you dating therapy and having something like this is so helpful at times and doing it with better help online is great because it takes away a lot of the hassle of you know a lot of the things that can get in the way of getting therapy everyone deserves to feel at their best better help makes it easier to get there and as the world's largest therapy service they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed embedded therapists available 100 percent online so you don't have to fight traffic you don't have to waste gas. You can do it all online. It's super convenient. And there's no waiting rooms, no endless searching for the right therapist. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. I also need to tell you guys that the only app that you need for Super Bowl Sunday 
is FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown. And the great thing about FanDuel is if you're new, it's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy, but this is why you need it this weekend. Download FanDuel now so you can get a, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, and you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. That means you can lose and still win. And FanDuel, of course, lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, and they always have the best props, which is always what I'm looking at Super Bowl weekend. Where are the props I can go? Especially when you can do a same-game parlay, and that's one of the great things about FanDuel. You can bet on multiple things in the same game and really multiply your winnings that way and it's safe and secure and super easy to use i've made a lot of last minute bets when i've had to when i, when I can but make sure you guys join fanduel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the nfl well now we have to talk about the kansas city chiefs and the chiefs I've been the model of consistency, right? I mean, I hate to say it, but they have been the recent Patriots, right? It doesn't matter who they lose. doesn't matter, you know, what's happening around them, injuries, whatever. And they've stayed incredibly healthy over this five-year run. But it just, it's crazy because they stay there, David. And there's a lot the Chargers can learn from an organizational standpoint, coaching standpoint, player standpoint, personnel, all of those things from the Chiefs. But where would you start when you're looking at what the Chargers should be able to take away from the Chiefs to hopefully use it against them, you know, and get to get to a Super Bowl? One of the things about the Kansas City Chiefs that always seems to be the case, no matter what year you tune into them, is they have quick twitch speed all yeah. over the place on the offense. They care they got, about speed for sure. They they yeah. care about it and they make sure that it is a fixture of their offense. They got uh, Marquez Valdez Scanting that they brought in. McCall Hardman is, is a speed demon. They even got Sky Moore. They got, they had Juju Smith-Schuster. Jarek McKinnon ha- had nine touchdowns, uh, re- receiving touchdowns this year. It's just unbelievable. Well, and here but, are the forty times for those guys, David. McCall no Hardman four three three. Sky Moore four four one. Marquez Valdez scaling 437. Jarek McKinnon 441. Isaiah Pacheco, their seventh round running running back, rookie running back, 437. I mean, there's five guys right there. The Chargers, after Jalen Guyton went down, didn't have a single guy on their roster, you know, in their wide receiver room, or even just their offensive skill position players at all that ran any of those times, right? That was under like a four or five. Exactly. And that's the, and, and it's noticeable. It's very, very, the, their offense is set up to accentuate that speed, get them in an open space and let them create. And they have done a lot of creating their yards after catch is unbelievable. They're one of the best teams in the, in the league at that. And just kind of staying on with that same kind of premise there of speed is they even went out and they stayed aggressive, and they brought in Kadarius Tony as well when they didn't even really need him. And that's when the Chargers definitely could have used a guy like Kadarius Tony. Sure. Add him to the mix. That could have changed things for that Chargers offense when their whole mantra was, well, we're just going to sit and wait it out and wait for our guys to get back and get back healthy. Yeah. Well, they didn't really come back healthy as much as you wanted them to adding another guy to the mix that can add a different dimension to your offense. That would have been really nice. So uh, having a front office that is going to continuously add pieces to the mix. I mean, that's what you want and that's what the chiefs do. 
Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is you could look at any one of those guys and they might not have the mind-boggling numbers, right? They definitely didn't replace Tyreek Hill with one guy, but what they did is they went and got a bunch of guys, right, yeah. to try to replace him, and their offense was better this year yep. somehow without Tyreek Hill, and that was great. The way they were able to lose a guy like that, trade a guy like that away, such a dynamic player, and still be able to, you know, adjust to what they have and get enough pieces, little pieces, to kind of fill in for that big piece they were missing, it was huge, but it doesn't happen without the coaching and that's where i start yeah. i mean i think andy reed is an all-time coach uh, you know you can make the argument he's the best coach in the league right now besides bill belichick probably bill belichick just has the resume so like yeah. i think that's something for you know that you can't underestimate because it, it doesn't matter who they lose they can lose tyree kill and they're still explosive on offense and the nice thing is for them when you have a coach like that you can lose as many coaches under him as you want and you're still going to have a good offense right because yes. you have the main brain is running the show for you and being able to call plays for you year in and year out. So as long as he's the head coach there, they're going to have that guy. And they're always, you know, hiring the right guys defensively to get the most out of a kind of undersupplied unit on defense, right? I mean, this year, yeah. like, who is a star on their defense besides Chris Jones? I mean, they don't really have one, right? I mean, you could have said maybe Tyron Matthew last year, you know, or years sure. past, but, like, Chris Jones is the only one big name that you know, but they get yeah. enough out of the rest of those guys to – be able to make it to a Super Bowl, to hold the Bengals to what they were able to, right? To get to yep. this point, and that's huge. Yes, it is. And I couldn't agree with you more on the head coaching aspect of that. Andy Reid has been with the Chiefs, seems like forever now. I mean, uh, over, a, over a decade, he was with the Eagles for a long time. It's because this guy is an incredible coach. And, oh, by the way, I, I hate to bring this up, but I, and I know it's probably because of Daniel's face, but – the Chargers had an opportunity to hire Andy Reid as their head coach, and unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Well, who did they end up hiring, David? It was Mike McCoy. <sighs> Mike McCoy, so, yeah. That's how yeah. long it's been around. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, really, 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 really bad move there, obviously. One guy's won the Super Bowl, and another guy is a, what is he, a quarterback's coach now? I mean, in, in Jacksonville? I mean, who knows what Mike McCoy is doing these days. Uh, but uh, yes, I mean, Andy Reid's a phenomenal Hall of Fame type of coach, but that system doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't change because he is the guy that is author authorizing that. And that's what you want. You want to have that longevity from the top. And the Chargers have had it so helpful yeah. at the GM position, but they have not had it at the head coach position. There's been a lot of turnover. Hopefully somebody can plant their flag and really keep this job for a long period of time. The best organizations have continuity yeah i mean andy reed's been there like you said 10 years so like that that's huge to be able to keep someone that long let them grow and like andy reed couldn't win the big one that's what he was known for right made the yeah. super bowl and lost with donovan McNabb and the eagles the crazy thing is too is like mike mccoy had frank reich under him right yeah. who went on to do great things after him right and then anthony lynn had shane steichen under him went on to do great things obviously right i guess yeah. mike mccoy had nick sirianni under him too which is that's like one of those like Washington, you know, football team, their commanders, you know, yeah. things over there where it's like the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. It's like a very small Chargers version of that. But oh, yeah. last thing I want to hit on too, I think, is just being able to get contributions from your draft picks, right? Yeah. Throughout your draft. Listen to this. 12 out of the 16 players that have been drafted by the Chiefs over the last two seasons have played at least 278 snaps for them this season. That's mind-boggling. And you also, you know, in the last few years, in like one of those years, they didn't even have a first round pick. So, like, also, they have starters drafted like Trey Smith, 
Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, Trent McDuffie, and you're getting a lot out of seventh round picks like Isaiah Pacheco or Jalen yeah. Watson, fourth round pick yeah. Joshua Williams. Trey Smith was a sixth round pick. So like they've been able to consistently, you know, hit um, at least get contributions. Even if the guys aren't playing great, they find a way to get something out of them. And, and it, you have to when you have big time contracts like the ones the Chiefs have given out and now like the ones the Chargers have given out. So I just yeah. think that's a super underrated part of them. Yeah, they have some total flameouts in there, right? Sure. But they're always picking later than everyone else, too, because they're yeah. always either in the Super Bowl or in the AFC Championship game over the last five years. They're still finding ways. And the Chargers, hey, this year was a better. Jamar yes. Sawyer, you're getting contributions out of, right? You yeah. have guys in the seventh round like Ja Taylor you're getting contributions from. So, like, yeah. It's not all doom and gloom and you better, but like they're doing it consistently and they're finding guys that are playing meaningful snaps in a, a Super Bowl run for them. Yeah. Very, very cheap. But what if you could just straight up steal a player from those teams, David? Because not only could you steal a player from the Chiefs, but like it's a double whammy. You take them away from the Chiefs and you bring them to you. So who would you do if you had that decision? Who would you decide to bring on the Chargers and give them another dynamic player to hopefully hopefully make a Super Bowl run of their own. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com. And it's a very important time of the year to know about BlueNile.com because Valentine, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell you all about that, but you've probably had your date plans in the calendar for weeks. Also important, if you haven't planned out anything, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Don't mess that up. Guys, girls, for your significant other, it's coming up. You don't want to forget that one. So whether you're celebrating this day for romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com, which comes in very, very handy for me because my mother's birthday is February 13th. Then it's Valentine's Day, and then it's my wife's birthday. A very, very expensive time of the year. It's made better with BlueNile.com because you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even if you need to create a custom engagement ring because sometimes your significant other, your future spouse could be picky and they know exactly what they want. That's what my wife was like. And every order is insured and arrives quickly in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are the returns and Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. So right now you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off right now, guys, at BlueNile.com. David, now it's time to steal. And, and, you know, stealing from the Chiefs is – is this is the time I think I want to bring up the Chiefs first because I would love to steal some players from the Chiefs, and I think there's one very, very obvious one that I brought up in the show. David, is that who you go with? Is it automatic? Is it automatically Chris Jones and just adding that dude into the Chargers defense? No. No, it is not. <laughs> no way. It – if we're talking about the one person right now who is a for sure first ballot Hall of Famer, it's Travis Kelsey, obviously. Yeah. Seven 1,000-plus yard receiving seasons and coming off of one of the best of his career. Over 110 receptions, 1,338 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns. The model of consistency, just unbelievable what this guy does. You know every single time you play the Chiefs that you need to know where he is at all times. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah. You can double him. You can triple team him. It just doesn't matter. He has that unbelievable, unique ability to just get open and make play after play after play. It's one thing when you're one of the undrafted guys and you go and you pop off for 150. It's another thing when you're a first ballot future Hall of Famer and everyone knows it and you still kill everyone you go up against. You got to add Travis Kelsey and put him with Justin Herbert and just let the absolute fireworks go off. I think last year it would have been, a, I can't remember if we ended up going with Tyreek Hill last year, because I mean, that one might beat Travis Kelsey just from a skill set standpoint, you know, matching that with Justin Herbert. Obviously the Chargers offense needs speed too. And that's not what Travis Kelsey brings to the table and all the other speed receivers they have around him help that having Patrick Mahomes helps that having Andy Reid be able to scheme you open very much helps that. But even without all those things, he's a great player. And even though he doesn't fit exactly what the Chargers need, you know, as far as what they're lacking offensively, I mean, they're lacking a Hall of Fame tight end. So I guess that's <laughs> as easy as it gets right there. If I was going defense, it had to be Chris Jones. And oh, I mean, sure. I think there's still an argument for Chris Jones. First of all, he'd be the best Chargers interior defensive lineman ever. You might ever. think ever, but ever, since Gary Big Hands Johnson, and that's what David didn't think about, you idiot. Everyone knows Gary Big Hands Johnson had 17 and a half sacks in 1980. A Chargers Hall of Famer, 76 and a half sacks for Gary Big Hands Johnson. Isn't that That crazy? That is a heck of a year. Yeah. Yeah. And they had another, uh, I had to look up, you know, Hall of Fame defensive tackles for the Chargers, but Ernie Ladd, another guy, but hey, 17 and a half sacks. I don't care. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty darn good. But, Getting a dominant interior force is something we just have wanted for so long. 56 and a half sacks for Chris Jones over the last five seasons. To have that dude and just kind of lock in 10 sacks a season for that. And just 10 sacks is nowhere near, you know, able to quantify how much of an effect he has on all the other places he's not getting sacks, right? Well, and in the middle of Joey Bosa and and Khalil Mack. I mean, my God. I mean, could you even imagine? I mean, that would be absolutely terrifying. And obviously for these, you know, we're not guys. We're not going to be, you know, we can't really think about cap space and stuff like that. But this is a hypothetical and this is, hey, if you could drop any of these players in the middle of the charges right now, who would you do? Eagles time. I'm going to start here. I'm going with A.J. Brown. I mean, I think that's just that he'd be a perfect compliment <laughs> to what the Chargers need right now. He has speed. He can beat you deep running past you. He can beat you after the catch and just catch a ball, break a tackle because he's just so physically strong and run, you know, 80 yards. That was, I'm pretty sure he has a 98-yard touchdown in his career. I don't think the Chargers have anyone that have done that before. But, like, just the thought of being able to pair Justin Herbert with A.J. Brown, and I think that brings the most out of Mike Williams. I think that gets you more out of Keenan Allen, right? Like, if you had that trio, it would be pretty hard to think about how anyone could stop Justin Herbert in that offense. And that's a pretty obvious one, and obviously I think that's the the best one to go with. But You pick Kazir White. No, no. But (laughs) for the sake of devil's advocate here, I am going to give Justin Herbert the best right tackle in the NFL. That is Lane Johnson, a guy who has not given up a sack in literally two seasons. That is who I am adding to this Chargers offense. I mean, having a dominant left tackle and a dominant right tackle with an all pro center in the middle. Give it to me all day long. Just watch that offense. Watch how incredibly explosive that offense will be. Yes. Sign me up right now. Lane Johnson is an incredible pick. I mean, it just, I love Justin Herbert enough to want to give him that kind of protection exactly. for sure. I, I think the, the AJ Brown thing is just like, 
you've been wanting that and you've seen, yes. you know, all the other teams' quarterbacks get a fun toy. Right. And Justin Herbert, you know, he, Keenan Allen's great. Mike Williams are great, right? Just yeah. different spots of their careers, different kinds of players. But getting somebody like A.J. Brown, seeing what A.J. Brown did for the Eagles A video offense, game right? type monster. That, that's who I want. I mean, right. the Eagles have had a great offensive line for a while now. They've had Lane Johnson. They've had yep. Jason Kelsey. They had yep. Devontae Smith. Yeah. What they didn't have AJ is A.J. Brown. Brown, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, that first round That's pick, very, sure. very worth it. Uh, you know, and they've traded down. They've done a lot of things I wish the Chargers would do as well as far as learning lessons. But yeah. if you were going to go defensively, right, a Javon Hargrave would be great. 11 yes. sacks in the middle. Hassan Reddick, David, if you want to yeah. give me Hassan Reddick, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack with his 16 sacks, I would take that too. But, like, that's the thing about the Eagles, too. They just have a lot of really, really good players on defense. There's a lot of guys that would fit. And if you want Kazir White back, you could do that too, David. Just, just bring him right. back. <laughs> just get, give, get, give me the linebacker I never wanted to let go of. I mean, I would love to have Kazir White back in lightning bolts where he belongs. But, hey, good for him. He's going to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He, he deserves it. He earned it off of a really small contract and went out there and balled out again. Yeah. But, yeah, Son Reddick is the easy one, you know, just adding 16 sacks to that Chargers defense and a guy who has had 10-plus sacks the last three seasons. So it's not an aberration. This is who Hassan Reddick is now, and he is in the prime of his career. Just makes way too much sense to add that beast to the Chargers defense. It's crazy that he doesn't just have like some nuts contract, to be honest. For like, real. I mean, it's like yeah. no one's really bought in, whether it's Cardinals, whether it's Panthers. Now, Eagles, like multiple teams have had their hands on this dude, and I don't know why, but well, he's, he's like, hey, are you not entertained? Like, what else right. do I have to do to earn the big money? I like, I yeah. think I've shown that I can do this year in and year out. I mean, yeah, that, that edge rushing group is just nuts, dude. You get Josh Sweat, you get Brandon Graham, you get this dude coming off the edge, 16 sacks, Hargrave in the middle. And then there's just some guy named Fletcher Cox, right, who isn't what he once was, <laughs> but, like, when that's, you know, not – and that's coming off the bench defense, in a rotational right. role. Sure. My goodness. Yeah. And like, and they also kind of went all in, right? Brian and AJ Brown, when they needed yeah. to, they brought in Limbaugh Joseph, brought in Dominican right. Sue. Like they, you know, they both these teams went for it and it paid off for them. The Rams last year went for it. It paid off for them. They had yeah. explosive weapons. They went and added Odell Beckham Jr., who they don't get to the Super Bowl without, right? Yeah. So it's just, I, I think there's a lot the Chargers can learn. And obviously, if you could just steal some players and it could just work that way, then maybe the, the Super Bowl track gets a little bit quicker there and gets accelerated a little bit. Most but definitely. it's going to be interesting. I guess it's fly, Eagles fly all the way this weekend, right? And no matter how oh, you yeah. feel about the Eagles, it can't be any worse than you feel about the Chiefs. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. The great news is you want to make sure you're here this week for the rest of the week. Not only are tomorrow we talking about Sean Payton reacting to Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos and now being off the table for the Chargers, but we have a player interview scheduled this week. Fingers crossed. Thursday, we will be having Chris Rumpf on the show. Probably, you know, sure a lot of things he's going to want to work on, want to talk to him about this Chargers defense and if they feel like, hey, they can build off what they did down the stretch of this last season. So very, very excited to hopefully get Chris Rumpf on the show. Make sure you guys don't miss it, though. Make sure you are subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. To make sure you don't miss great shows like today's show and the ones coming up, make sure you follow all of our social media, too, so you don't miss the show. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at Drotalk. SD. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. In the offseason, it always means that much more that you guys want to continue. And we want to continue having, you know, 
Chargers content throughout your offseason will be your five days a week, right? We're going to be doing a bunch of shows for you to see the draft coming up. But if you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast where the local experts will keep you up to date with everything going on throughout the NFL. It's a nice way for me especially to keep up because I'm so Chargers-oriented sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with everything else. Lockdown NFL has you covered. A bunch of different perspectives over there as well is great. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow reacting to Sean Payton to the Broncos. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.